Pickaxe. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Residence 104.4 FM. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. Hey. We're all back together. Yeah. Three out of three. How are you doing, Anne? Uh, I'm all, all right and I was just about to overshare something, but I might not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, we've started early today, so we've we can got get plenty of time. oversharing Keep in. Keep filling. Yeah. Rather oh, than emptying. Well, actually, it's, it's about <laughs> that. I've been very, very busy today, so I haven't had time to go to the toilet. And I usually like to go to the toilet before I leave work. Of course you so do. I'm fresh for the show. <laughs> Whereas if you sense some urgency in the news today, it's because of that. Right. Good. Okay. How are your bladders? Uh, yeah, uh, mine are okay, actually, level wise. <laughs> yeah, I would say mine's in the green zone <laughs> right now. Like, good. is that good? Or do you want to be in the red? The needle in the red or the green? I don't think you want a needle or red <laughs> anywhere near your bladder. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an old man. I can go from feeling fine to, to desperate uh, in, a, in, a, in a finger click. So <sighs> don't click those fingers. Uh, <laughs> got to go. How have your weeks been? Pretty good. Uh, busy, busy, busy. Well, it feels like it's that time of year where everyone is getting busy in preparation for December when they're not like that, <laughs> where uh, where everyone knows no one does anything in December. So it's I, I find November the busiest month of the year, okay. and that's happening to me at the moment. But I'm I'm basically okay. We had a good mariachi gig in Ipswich. Ipswich. Maybe, we'll, maybe we'll talk about that yes. later in the show. Well, there's some news from Ipswich, isn't there? Is there? You said... You, you, didn't realise the news is it's on the coast. Oh, yeah. We didn't know where Ipswich was, did oh, we? Yeah. Did you know that? We'll talk about that later. Did you I have think any I idea? Didn't. Where... I think I thought it was Norwich. It's close. It's close. But, but did it... you know where Norwich was? Yeah, Norfolk, right? Do you know where Norfolk is? Uh, opposite side to Suffolk. She's got you there, Steve. <laughs> She's got you there. Yeah, good. Well, maybe we'll talk more about Ipswich later in the show. Uh, how's how's your week been? Good trailer. <laughs> It's been okay. It's been pretty busy, uh, like you say, although it looks like December's going to be equally busy as well. What it's have you got on, on? Well, we've got loads on. What? Actually, I can't... Well, there's something coming out on December the 10th. Ooh. Can't, can't say what. Uh, other bits and bobs going on all over the place. Yeah, it's just really, really busy at the moment. We haven't got a guest in today, so should we spend the, that bit where we'd usually have a guest asking you what colour all the games are? Mm, Could do. Let's talk, Could do. talk to Simon about his job. <laughs> oh, no. Do it. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, things aren't that desperate, are they? Uh, but no, sadly, we don't have a guest. We did have one booked, but uh, illness prevailed. Well, mm. we've all been there. Mm. But I uh, would like that we got you back, Anna, because I'm not sure if you heard. Uh, I did. I didn't. I can't listen when I'm not. Maybe it makes we can me just do sad. a recap of last week's show. We could just minute by minute. We could probably get it over with, <laughs> within about 20, 20, 20 seconds. Oh, well, well, actually, we got ourselves in the credits of a book. 
That was oh, good. Really? Yeah. Actually, yeah, I say 20 seconds. All of Lovell's stuff was gold. It really was, was gold. Stuff, Wait, yeah. did you get your names or One Life Left In? Our names. Oh, because it was, it was a bit like Simon Parkin's book, isn't it? We went, we went Steve Curran, Simon Byron. That's probably it. Oh, no. I'm sorry, I say a bit like Simon Parkin's book. I mean the opposite of that. <laughs> well, no, this is fine, isn't it? Because I've been thanked in his and Keith's. Right. You haven't been thanked in, in any of them. Any of them. And I, was, I was in. Uh, I was in Keith's. You were in Keith's, and you weren't in Keith's. Wasn't in Keith's. And you were in Simon's. For very clear reasons. Yeah, and you were in Simon's. I was. Uh, so, and I will be in this. So there you go. It's all leaving out. We did. Uh, what did Lovell charge us? He said. He said we have to write a song, right? Oh yeah. That's but what, what we're just going to do? We've. Well, he's Brilliant. never heard it. So <laughs> we're just going to change a couple of the words to Brilliant. update about you know his new book. It'll be fine. Easy. No one tell him. What if his family have left the radio on? <laughs> because for a week. For a week. <laughs> he did say his family was listening. Yeah. Yeah, so... If you have, that's just a joke. Yeah. <laughs> We've never written anything. We do jokes. We do jokes. And you've had a good week, Anne. Um, sure. Sure. <laughs> it's difficult to remember, isn't it? It is. Do you, you know when you get into work on Monday and everyone goes, oh, how was your weekend? You go, um... No idea. No idea. Time passed. Mm. Time passed. Got a little older. Closer to the end. Should we do the news? <laughs> Let's do the news. It's 7.05 on Monday the 12th of November. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. The players of Battlefield 1 stopped shooting at each other yesterday to commemorate Armistice Day. 11 o'clock on the 11th of November marks the 100-year anniversary of the end of World War 1 and at that time players in the game lowered their guns. One commentator on Reddit said, Wow, now this is something I'd never believe would happen in an online game until I saw this. Of course there was one person who didn't get the memo in the video of the moment a plane can be seen dive-bombing all the soldiers on the beach. I was going to say as you were reading that out that um, the player base were behaving better than the Fortnite lot who were all looking at the missile taking off and then one guy went and uh, got the most kills in one uh, in one game, didn't he? Oh, but uh, really? it sounds like there was another one as well, right? Yeah, and I think the the player who was uh, taking the video ended up getting stabbed in the back and someone else apologised. So I just... Right. And, uh, the more you hear of this story, the headline, you're like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, but the, 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 the actual detail. Yeah, and also I watched the video and I was like, have they stopped shooting? Because I can still see a lot of like little explodey bits happening. Okay. But I, I guess it wasn't coming from their guns. Was it prearranged? Uh, I'm, I couldn't figure that out. It didn't look like it was prearranged, but I, because you've got the chat in it, maybe that's, that it was prearranged in chat. Okay. Uh, in Fortnite, if you're not going to shoot someone, you do a dance. <laughs> you do. You just sort of try and do a best mate's dance. So I've never played... Have you played Battlefield 1? I played it once. Mm. Uh, how many players in the game? Lots of them. Is, it, I, is this a... 32, 64, maybe. Right, so, but is this they laid down, their game, laid down their guns in one game? Or was it across all of the yeah. servers? Because if it's just like, oh yeah, 32 players stopped shooting at 11, well, they shouldn't Except really be one. playing video games anyway at that point. Um, and if it's you know, it's an, you know that does sound like a solemn server yes. tribute. But if it's just thirty-two people, yeah, except for one and the guy who stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just one team or two people who stopped it. So it stops sounding quite exactly. Impressive. Someone's keyboard broke. Um, <laughs> last Christmas, did they play football with each other? Uh, so they have that. They have. They, they have. have um, right. I read a little bit about this. Apparently, they've got a little mi- uh, mission or a little area or I don't know something where you have no man's land and what you do is you go and you can go and play football and you can go and have snowball fights and things like that and. It's not a place where you fight. Okay. So, is that enforced? Does it not let you shoot in there? Or? I don't know. Can you See, still I dive don't... bomb it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not entirely sure on that one. 
PlayStation users in Chicago who are signed up to PlayStation's Now and Plus will have to pay an extra 9% on their subscription fees from this week. That's because of a new amusement tax. The tax was originally set against live events but has been extended to online services including rentals like streaming or temporary downloads where payment is subscription fees, per event fees or similar. The tax doesn't apply to video game purchased online. Sony, Netflix and Spotify have started collecting the tax but other companies including Apple have entered legal proceedings. One Life Left will be avoiding the amusement tax for obvious reasons. I was sceptical about that news story, but the payoff was yeah, worth it. Was it was definitely worth it. Um, so games bought online are not subject to the tax. Nope. Because they're not amusing, as, as the previous <laughs> story illustrated. But services are. So it's, uh, it's to do with uh, rentals. So, so rentals like streaming or temporary downloads. So I can't quite make the leap between live events and online services that are well, That's the rentals. problem with you millennials, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the reason I ask is that, you know... Um, uh, what you can, if you're not getting something physical, you don't need to actually live there. You can just say you live in Alaska because they don't have any taxes for anything. Are you, are you saying they should do noughties to get out of tax just, payments? No, I'm just saying that uh, if you live in Alaska, you don't pay tax on uh, anything that you buy from Amazon. And Simon's got a cousin. I do have an American friend <laughs> who's, uh, who's always living there. <laughs> always. <laughs> I'm going to pop over to use the Nintendo eShop. Oh, that's uh, nice. I was skip reading the news headlines the other day. Uh, and wasn't there some uh, British political headline about us going to tax like tech giants or something? Someone's claimed we're going to do that. Yeah, um, that's profits, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, that's the yeah. Apparently, is that going to happen, or is that just a policy there announcement? Was something in the budget, wasn't there? So I just wonder. I'm not. A, I'm not a big. A lot of the times when we we talk, well, I'm avoiding the news because it's just absolutely terrifying <laughs> most of the time. But sometimes you catch sight of it while you're trying to look at the footy. Oh yeah. Uh, Good result for Stockport cricket. weekend, of course. Yes, of course. Right. I know. I'm back into it. <laughs> yeah, <now. exactly. laughs> uh, so yeah, I was. Um, I was wondering because a lot of the time we hear these these stories about taxing the, the you know taxing tech giants and stuff, but usually what happens is the tech giant in question goes, "Great, well in that case we'll hand that on down to the mm-hmm. consumer." And I assume that's what's happened here, is that you know we're quite excited to make more money from tax that we can spend on public services, but usually it's us who ends up paying for it, mm. which is correct because we use those public services. Good. Uh, <laughs> I just like that it's called an amusement tax. Don't laugh. Don't laugh, or you pay a tax. <laughs> That's it. Microsoft has bought two new studios. It was announced at Microsoft's XO18 fan event that the company has acquired RPG studio Obsidian Entertainment and Inexile Entertainment. Obsidian is the developer of games including Fallout New Vegas, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords, South Park The Stick of Truth and The Pillars of Eternity series, while Inexile has relied on crowdfunding in the past, making Wasteland 2 and starting on Wasteland 3. Those are both pretty big names, aren't they, as acquisitions? They are. There was speculation that this was going to happen, wasn't there, before the event? Mm-hmm. Difficult to keep a secret uh, from the uh, the video games forums. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a pretty good event, actually. Did you watch it? I watched nothing. Can you catch us up on the rest of the but events? No, 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 but don't catch us up on one of the other stories. Okay, so don't do that one. Okay. Don't do... That one. Okay. Uh, yeah, they, it was predominantly centred around uh, the new additions to Game Pass, uh, which is their monthly subscription um, service, uh, which gives you access to over 100 games, um, which is continually evolving. And um, the speculation is that part of the reason that they've acquired these studios is to ensure that those games, when, when they do launch, will go day and date into Game Pass, which is what Microsoft are doing with their... First and second party titles as it is. So Sea of Thieves, Forza 4, Forza Horizon 4, um, State of Decay 2, uh, all launched into Game Pass the same day that they arrived at retail. Right, okay. As did Curve Digital's Bomber Crew. I know, day and day as well. It was very successful, I have to say. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, You have a a connection with Obsidian. Do I? No, I don't know that. You are you are good creative f- director. <laughs> you are, <laughs> Whoa! No, you you've uh, you've uh, networked with uh, one of their founders. 
I have. You do remember. I do remember this. Uh, now, just the time, uh, five a.m. in the morning, you made Chris Avalone <laughs> drink wine when he was trying to go to his flight, and then eat an egg, and then eat an egg. So uh, wait, did we make him eat an no, egg? No, we didn't. We we ate loads of eggs. Yeah. Uh, well, good luck to everyone involved. Yep. Uh, uh, I look forward to playing. I don't know. The thing is, yeah, this won't a bit RPG, aren't they? Yeah, but it won't bring those games over, will it? Because they're all those all of those games that, mm. that you've mentioned are all things that, that mostly the big hitters seem to be things that they've done for other people. So the Fallout games, this isn't a, exclusive with Bethesda. The South Park ones are licensed, so it doesn't mean. Those will go single platform. Is there anything on there that that Microsoft now? No, although Microsoft of? did say that um, they uh, won't be insisting on that it's all my, uh, Xbox exclusive. Really? As far as yeah, that if they had stuff going on elsewhere, oh, then right, that, yeah, yeah, in the pat like yeah. ongoing stuff, but. But uh, well, I, th- I didn't read all of it closely. But I think the implication was is that they wouldn't restrict them to Xbox if they. Had if to. they if they really wanted to, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's the implication. I'm not I'm not certain, but I don't write the news so. Valve has said that it will not tolerate racist language between pro players in any form following two recent incidents of insults said to Chinese teams in Dota 2 matches. One of the players received the maximum fine for his team. However, Valve did nothing to either player or team and placed the responsibility on teams to step up and discipline their players. Valve's Dota team said in a blog post that they expect pro players to understand that they represent the Dota community regardless of where they are. Words carry a lot of meaning. I mean, that's right, isn't it? That is right, yeah. That is right. Motion carried. But is it right for them to say it's not up to us to discipline anybody who is saying anything like that in pro games of our games? I think if they define the rules of the game in the same way as, uh, you know, FIFA define the rules of football Mm. or the ICC define the rules of cricket and therefore the players then become a representation of that sport, of that game, uh, then yeah, it is beholden of them to, uh, to make sure the form does not enable uh, that kind of behavior or does not broadcast that kind Mm. of behavior. So yeah, I do, I do think uh, in this situation, it's on valve to police that kind of stuff. And unless they want to be seen as a company who promotes that kind of behaviour, uh, it's on it's on them to stop it. It sort of feels like they've sat on the fence a little bit. They're ve- they're obviously saying very strongly, we do not condone this. You uh, teams must step up and they must uh, put in big punishments if somebody says anything that is uh, any of this kind of language. But they've also they're also not doing anything about it. They uh, said in their statement that they've always allowed players to be who they are and to express themselves well if in expressing themselves they're showing themselves to be quite racist (laughs) is that something that you really want to encourage it just feels like i i just get the sense from valve that they they don't want to take responsibility for anything they don't take responsibility for stuff on their platform you know only in very extreme circumstances will they take something down now and they've sort of outlined that a lot recently and this is another case where they're going well you know we just we just let the games happen but we we aren't going to be the ones that put anything in place and i think it's like things like this with valve and twitter not really owning up to taking uh, responsibility for what happens on their platform is i think it's bad it's your place keep your house in order mm. an opinion <laughs> still should get around to doing that section should. shouldn't we And finally, tis the season for giving, nearly. Microsoft has launched a $1 million festive charity drive called Give With Xbox. Tweet with the hashtag... Tweet that hashtag with a photo of what gaming together means for them and Microsoft will give $5 of Microsoft products to a select cha- selection of charities up to $1 million. The charities are Child's Play, Gamers Outreach, Special Effect and Operation Supply Drop. The event runs until the 9th of December. Merry, not quite cr- Christmas. So does this have to, do you, does it have to be Xbox related or just games related? It doesn't say that it has to be Xbox related. So we could related. tweet pictures of us... Having dinner on top of a PlayStation 4. Playing on our Switches with our feet up on... A GameCube. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and they'd give uh, $5 to charity. Yeah. But they'd get the promo out of the hashtag, wouldn't they? Oh, they would. Oh, very clever. Yeah. Why is it not called Xboxmas? Oh... 
because they don't have you on board is that, with zingers like that. Or maybe they're saving that for Xmas box. Oh, yeah, something along those lines. Better. Right. We'll just workshop this. Well, of course we are. Exactly. Yeah, just, just, you know, just a start. It's a start. Just a, just a, you know. just a start. They're probably saving that for actual December. Okay. Uh, good to see special effect in that list of yeah. charities. One Life Left's chosen gaming charity. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I, this is just a nice thing. So this was also announced at the fan event, which... I paused when I said it earlier because I'd accidentally written fab event. Right, also that. So you and you liked it, so maybe I was. Did right. like it? Yeah, it's um, uh, Sony didn't do anything this year um, yet, uh, and so yeah, it was it was good to see Microsoft uh, create their own event. Um, it was very American though. Uh, lots of uh, they were lots of people who really loved Xbox. Uh, really? crowding around the stage and shouting um, good to see some representation from over this side of the pond though Julia mm-hmm. Hardy was uh, co-presenting that's good that was good uh, yeah and it seemed to be a very very positive event actually so um, very difficult to see any bad words said about it well, online good. which is unusual because we haven't <laughs> said any here so that's yeah. in line keep it up see you next year thanks Han One Life Left Video Game News with Anne Scantleberry Listen to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Amateur Ellis DJ. It's called Fleet. It's from chipmusic.org. You find loads of other chiptune-based music there. Lots of music, generally. Songs. Bleeps. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're a radio show about video games. This is the point when we would normally have a guest on. Yeah, we don't this evening, do we? We've got any, any questions? Burning issues? For you guys? Yeah. Um, what colour's your game? The one that's out on 10th of December. Oh, you don't forget, do you? That's why you're the news hound. <laughs> I just oh, chucked yeah. that date in there. Uh, white. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, interesting. 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 And anyway, I didn't say it was a game. <gasps> also, also, I didn't say it was a game. Oh, is it a book? <laughs> <laughs> it's a film and a radio show. Very good. Uh, I've played charades for ages. I don't know. How does it work? (laughs) Shall we crack on with the letters section? Yeah. Email, messages, and phone One life letters. Thank you very much for the letters you've been sending in this week. CJC writes, dear team, and SSG, optimistic. 
The grand finale of the Formula One Esports Pro Series takes place this coming week with 19-year-old Brit Brendan Lee leading the charge for Mercedes in a world title sanctioned by the real-world motorsports governing body, the FIA. Like previous sim competitions, there's an expectation that the winners will go from go on to race in real-world series and with backing from the very, very rich F1 owners, Liberty Media, and support from the big names of Mercedes, Red Bull and McLaren, all of whom are always looking to find a competitive edge in the hunt for new talent. This looks to be an interesting thread to follow creating a more egalitarian entry point into historically insular and money-driven sports can only be a good thing too. This holds considerably more merit than the decision by the all-electric series Formula E to stream the next season on YouTube with help from online personalities like KSI, who according to his Wikipedia page has a lifetime ban from EGX. With such exciting crossover opportunities for the digital generation, what transferable skills do you have? that will save you from the inevitable but short-lived white-collar boxing career, white-collar boxing career that awaits us all. Your chequered correspondent, Chris Conroy. What well, skills do we have? I mean, that's a very, very good question. Can I just I... clarify something from that letter that I yeah. don't understand? As yes. someone who I don't know much about cars, is Chris saying that the winner of this thing, this racing competition, Formula One racing competition, is going to become a driver of actual cars i think they will i think what he's saying is um that they will be they will be on the radar for uh motorsports teams like mercedes who right. uh, presumably will coach them um and if they're good enough uh they'll they'll get a drive won't they like lewis Just have a little boop, boop. Like, well, like even like, though what, do we know he's ever tried to drive a real car before does he even know what one looks like like we don't know anything about this guy's experience. Are they racing drivers who are also good at driving, playing games? I can tell you, when I was learning to drive and I was trying to play more driving games and I found it was detrimental because actually it's different. Right. It turns out... It's different. It's different. But yeah. that's like previous racing sim competitions as an expectation. Some of them have, yeah. The other thing, of course, is that, um, you know, football teams have their own esports now. But so they don't go and become footballers, no, but as ma- far but, as I know. But maybe that... <laughs> some of them... <laughs> Who, uh, who uh, play for QPR. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke, actually. QPR are doing very well as well, actually. Oh, yeah. um, Football's good again. It is good again. Uh, but, yeah, maybe they, they establish their own racing esports team. Is this what happened to Mike Channel? Because he was did games he? and then he raced a car this year, didn't he? But did he accidentally race a real car when he was supposed to be racing an we esports know, car? We? Anyway, we're not answering Chris's... I saw Mike... Channel race a real car. Did you? Did how you? Was real it? life. How yeah. do you know it was? How do you know it was real? Maybe you were in uh, a game. Because I drove there in a, a game. No, because I'm bad at driving okay, cars good. in games, and I actually did scratch my car quite a lot on that journey. So, so maybe it was, was a game. Okay. Yeah. How did he do? Uh, he didn't win, but he did beat the man that we wanted him to beat. Who was that? KSI. I think he was another <laughs> gamey person. Was he? Was yeah. He? Why didn't you like him? Because you like Mike Moore? Or was yeah, there, yeah, was there more to it? Because we like Mike Moore. And actually, I think the guy and his family were all right. Like, they were there, but we were just did like... Did you boo him? Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, and then we found out that other people did like him. It's Felt bad about that. People. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't get it. No. Should we try and answer Chris's question? What transferable skills do you have that will save you from the inevitable but short-lived white-collar boxing career that awaits us Oh. When I click my fingers, Simon Byron needs to wee. <laughs> so, no, a transferable skill from a video game into oh. real life. That's not in a video game yet. What have you been good at in a game? <sighs> Walking around. Are you even good at that? Yeah. Are you? You do a lot of that in you real do life, don't you? Yeah. You do do it. And I do it very well in games. Okay. Just don't ask me to do anything else at the okay. same time. Okay, walking around. There yeah. we go. Transferable. Transferable. Uh, what about you? Uh, dancing, innit? Is like, it? Well, it depends. If, if if dancing in the real world is anything like uh, Dance Dance Revolution, as I understand it is, must so be. You're it very, must be the same thing. You're very good at standing on squares. Yeah, exceptional. Standing on the right square. Uh, good enough, at least. Good enough. Do you think you could become one of Pan's people? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm pretty... I was thinking... Um, I'm pretty good at the old uh, maraca shaking as well. Oh, yeah. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> Simon. I have nothing further to add. We should read the next... Uh, oh, should we? Yeah. Well, the next letter was actually a correction, wasn't it, from from Chris? He wrote, uh, he wrote, maybe I should have written merit- meritocratic uh, rather than egalitarian, and maybe I should stick to words 
I understand. I think we should all... Don't worry about it, Chris. No. Just put it out there. No one's going to judge you. Flex also, no one's going to look it up. So yeah. you're fine. You're fine. Uh, dear te- Team OLL and SSG. Mm-mm. I read that... Pr- is it Prima Games or Prima Games? I say Prima. Prima. <laughs> Prima, uh, Prima Games, makers of every strategy guide I ever owned, has announced this week that they will be closing down next year. While I confess that I have not supported them as I grew older, preferring YouTube and other online guides, but I would still, uh, I still would like to take a moment to appreciate that they kept going until now and the hard work that they put in over the years. I will certainly never forget the location of the shotgun at the start of Tomb Raider 3, where the secret mouse hole full of treasures is in Luigi's Mountain, or how to access the secret campaign in Command and Conquer Red Alert where you had to fight giant ants. What game secrets will you never forget no matter how much time goes by? Love and kisses, Chris Stewart. Flying under Cheese Bridge in Super Mario World. Good. That could be the end of the whole series, (laughs) couldn't it? (laughs) Just the way I I hit that. Um, Let me restart that for a second. It's a shame about Prima Games, I think, even though I've not bought one for ages. Yeah, I think this is the problem. But also... uh, Hang on. One life letters. So I don't... I think that it would have been very clear... Well, I would assume it would have been very clear the way that... Uh, things were going with strategy it was it's becoming more online and people are looking to different places for this kind of information would it have been possible for them to diversify into another kind of publishing around games well potentially the art book uh, seems to be going strong as well I say mm. that having never bought one um, the irony is of course is that I did go on Amazon only this week to, to buy a strategy guide <laughs> for Dark Souls which I bought <laughs> obviously whoa how um, did that happen yeah I, well it was inevitable wasn't it but um uh, I'm going to be playing Dark Souls, which I understand I'm not going to like, um, but I'm going to be playing it on a flight shortly where okay. I won't be able to access your YouTube. Uh, and so I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I thought I'm going to buy, I'm going to carry the strategy guide around me and then I'm going to be, you know, I won't have a, have a, have a, a time where I'm stuck. Um, and then uh, you went on Amazon. There isn't, uh, the only Dark Souls book you can buy is the one written by Keza, which is stories about why people like Dark Souls. Now, I'm not sure I like it yet, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not in for that. But yeah, I, 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 uh, I was disappointed to find out that, so maybe Prima, if you'd done a Dark Souls one, there'd have been an extra nine ninety nine coming your way this week. And that would have kept this them. Week. Well, I don't know their finances, Anne, but you know, every little helps, <laughs> doesn't it? It does. It is sad. I mean, it's always sad when any company closes, and especially a company that's been going a long time, and a lot of people have very fond memories of their books. I bought Dexter one for Christmas. I bought him the uh, the Breath of the Wild companion. I don't yeah. know if that was uh, Prima. Primer. Uh, but, you know, I've been doing my bit, Steve. What have you been doing? Uh, I'm still trying to get under the bridge on Super Mario World. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you got a letter? Oh, sorry. Yeah. We're, we're still doing that. Sorry, one second. I just lost it. Chris Stewart's letter was wonderful. I just lost in <laughs> all the nice. nostalgic memories. All right, John Maxwell uh, writes, Dear team, it must have been over a year ago when I mused that AAA games struggle to provide quality writing to match the polished gameplay. We all, we all remember that letter, don't we? Oh, it's one yeah. of Maxwell's greatest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. I'd just been playing the latest Zelda, then went on to Undertale, so recency bias must have been part of my thinking. I'm currently enjoying Red Dead Redemption 2 rather a lot, more for roaming the world than the story-based missions, but at least the missions have dialogue worth engaging with. Maybe I just had to be patient to get good writing and gameplay in one package, but when is the next game of Red Dead's calibre going to come along? 7 out of 10 for all three games, by the way. December 10th. (laughs) And it's white. (laughs) And maybe not a game. It's just come out, and he wants more of it. He wants more of the stuff. Um, I was chatting to... um, some developers over from Toronto last week huh. and uh, they reeled off a list of games that they've been enjoying where the stories were particularly good um, and ones I'd not played this year. The only PlayStation game I played was Spider-Man which I really, really, really loved. Mm-hmm. Um, did you finish it? I did finish it well and uh, the story is exceptional in it and actually I it's so good I don't know how uh, other Spider-Mans can, um, <laughs> can, can catch up. Even the films actually because some things happen in it that are so... Uh, wide-reaching uh, with such implications that they're going to have to acknowledge them in the next film. They are. They're just going to have to do this. Maybe exciting. It's really good. Really, really good. Even when you're playing it, you, it's a, what can happen to a spider? <laughs> What's the most exciting thing? Bites a man. 
<laughs> climbs up a wall. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the other games I've not played that uh, um, is uh, Davikaj is uh, being human. Okay. Uh, which too too human. Uh, too, uh, sorry, it's human. Detroit. Detroit. Detroit uh, being sorry. human. Um, so isn't that a bit questionable in its content? I don't know. I've not played it, Anne, as I said. Okay. So uh, unlike you, I won't judge it without. Oh, I, I judge everything. Judging it from hearsay. <laughs> from the social justice warriors. It's <laughs> a joke, by the way, for you, Ryan. I'm right with you. Uh, yes, it is a questionable, Anne, actually. I hate it. Good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there have been them this year. Uh, I, I agree about Red Dead. Um, I think the way to play Red Dead Redemption is the way that I'm playing it, actually, which is um, only an hour a night. Uh, and then just understanding that you're probably never going to finish it. Do you what? restrict us? Are you no. like... No, I, I have very little time, but I do want to play the game. Okay. What is the next big game that's coming out? Like, of that ilk? Is it Fallout? Because Fallout can't what be that, that this week? far yeah, away. But it's online, is it? isn't it? What, 76? Yeah, it's, on, it's online. It's online only. You're kidding me. Nope. What? Is it different? To yep. The... It's full of other people, Steve. Oh. Imagine. Well, Why would I want to be in a post-apocalyptic world if I didn't want the whole of the world to be wiped out. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I I, I believe, I don't know much about it. It is out this week. Um, the beta's been running uh, on and off the odd few hours here and there. Right. But uh, yeah, it's it's, a, it's an always online thing. Why would they do that? I don't is know. Is it story-based still? I don't like... know. I do, but I can, t- I can tell you I'm definitely not going to play it. You said that about Dark Souls three times. <laughs> Um, what other games did your Toronto people say were good? Uh, God of War. Okay. Robert Wells writes, Hello team, hello SSG. Uh, last week we saw the start of two YouTube series promising to return to the golden age of gaming TV. Mr. Biffo's Digitizer is a Kickstarter-funded studio affair with quizzes, stunts and guests. In the first episode they took a look at a Vectrix. It's ramshackle and stupid. Dave Perry's Games Animal TV is five minutes of Dave Perry chatting in front of a Mortal Kombat 2 cabinet with a K, well done, and then a song about ladies in bikinis, illustrated with ladies in bikinis. What kind of games TV would you like to see? Was Games Master the Pinnacle? Pip Pip Robert. I have to say what you've described sounds very much like the games TV I would not like to see. Yeah, I saw that he was back. Mm, Did you not watch it? I didn't watch it, no. I tried to not watch it. Well, first I opened an incognito tab. Did you? Yeah, okay. and it wouldn't let me watch it because it said you have to be signed in oh, to see this is stuff. That because of the lady in bikinis? Yeah, right. It, it literally is. Is it? Okay. Um, so then I signed in and reluctantly watched it because I thought I should. Right. Don't, don't like to watch that kind of thing, but I had to. Uh, and yeah, it was awful. Like, absolutely <laughs> appalling. Uh, he does bring up the Super Mario challenge, does he, in it? Yeah, I mean, you should really all read the Eurogamer piece on this in which uh, an interview is conducted with Dave Perry about all of this on Messenger and he says some absolutely <laughs> shocking things. But the, 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 And that interview was a while ago though, wasn't it? No, I mean that was this week. Oh, was it? Um, I mean, I can try and find it for some for some quotes if you want uh, while you are okay. discussing and this. Did you watch that or uh, Digitizer? No, I saw the thing about Dave Perry and I didn't want to watch it, so I didn't watch it. Um, I mean, he's literally written a song about bikini babes and then for maybe two and a half minutes, there's just zoom in on their chest while the song that he's written uh, plays and it is... Is it yeah. not even a cover version of something that no, you could sing on stage not. at Marioki? Oh, for goodness he sake. He hasn't got this. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I mean, the, the I opening to. to Wesley Yimple's article on Eurogamesis. Here's something I made earlier, Dave Perry says to camera, a Union Jack bandana wrapped around his head and a mm. smirk on his face. He looks to our left as if a newsreader rate, uh, waiting to watch a film they'd just introduced. Then we fade to dot 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 bikini babes waving their breasts around for a minute and a half to a song whose lyrics are limited to bikini babes on beat em ups, up and down, up and down. And this is something that he released this week. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's there's a part further down this interview, which if you just hold on, I will just find on. Find, 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 find. So Wesley asks him what he's trying to achieve and what he's trying to, uh, you know, what he's trying to do with this. And Dave Perry's like, it's just a bit of a laugh, you know. But I'm doing it to test people, like to check that they're, you know, you know, maybe they're supposed to be offended. You know, I don't mind uh, all of this kind of stuff. Um, says that the low frame rate and the resolution is deliberate. Um, 
<laughs> and then, then, right, so then Wesley asks uh, this question. What was the thinking behind the Bikini Babes section? So the rest, this is all quoting from Dave Perry's messenger answer, directly quoting. Dave Perry. I came up with the song while I was tattooing one day and thought it was catchy, silly and very 80s, 90s. And so we recorded it and then made the video for the fun of it, which is the best reason to do anything. My wife and four daughters didn't mind hamming it up in the bikinis for me. We had a fun day. I knew it would cause controversy, but I love sexism. <laughs> and then there's a very... I imagine... You know when you're on, a, on Messenger and you see the sort of dot, dot, dot of someone else writing a message and then it pauses. Nothing appears, yeah. And then it's dot, dot, dot and then it pauses. And then the question is... They're your wife and four daughters in the bikinis in the video, question mark. That's the question, isn't it? Yeah. Dave Perry, dot, 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 dot. Yes. I can't tell if you're being serious or joking. Dave Perry, why? What's wrong with them? Question mark. And then eventually, of course they are not my wife and daughters. They are the game babes just having fun with you. And then... Wesley's response I can't read but is the <laughs> swears at the bottom of that oh come on Wesley you should have said was your mum not free I mean it is an astonishing video and for none of the right reasons I want to go back to one point in that interview I was tattooing one day would you let Dave Parry tattoo you I've not seen Dave Perry for a long, long time. I don't, so I don't recall how steady his <laughs> his poise is. Uh, I have to say, what, what, I, I've always, I've always quite liked Dave Perry in person. Uh, whenever I was dealing with him on the magazines and stuff, and I think I, I, I he was he, he 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 was playing a character. I'm not sure what what's what's happening or why why he's felt the need to sort of carry on doing it. But um, yeah, maybe I should. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what. I mean, so are there adverts around it? Is he is he doing it for money or is he just doing it to... I, I mean, he wants to be... Well, he either wants to be a YouTuber or he's been told he should be a YouTuber. I think one of the things he does uh, these days, which, you know, is true of a few people, uh, a few old games journalists and old games developers, designers, musicians, uh, is uh, they go to a lot of these cons, these conventions for, uh, you know, fans of 16-8-bit games. Um, and I think a lot of people he's met there have probably said, Dave, you're a legend. You've got to get yourself on YouTube. Go right. do it. And this is his his crack at doing something that they want. And maybe that he wants as well. I mean, I, I don't know the guy and I don't know how he... <laughs> Uh, how he works, whether it is a character he's playing, but if he is a character, if it is a character he's playing, it is an awful human. <laughs> like, um, and yeah, I, you know, this is something you don't hear very often, but the YouTube comments were quite heartening. Right. <laughs> because there were quite a few of them going, listen, mate, no, you can't do that. <laughs> it's not okay. Um, I like you, you know, I really liked you back in the day, but we were you know, we were yeah, 14 yeah. and things were different then. So, hmm. Wow. And that's for digitizer. Great. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Crack on. Crack on. All right. That was our letter section. Um, and, um, do write in to <laughs> us at t11lifeleft.com. <laughs>
that's what it means. <laughs> that's enough of that. By MC Did you Jimmy. stop that or did it stop itself? No, it stopped. Did it? Okay. I was ready. Were you ready? I was ready, yeah. I'm just yeah, good, just things. checking. Fine. Photos on Anne's phone. Very nice indeed. Thank you. said a sentence uh, just before we came back on an air that I thought I'd never say before. Like, let's talk about Ipswich. <laughs> Which we, which we can do because we well, were up until um, recently, none of us had been to Ipswich. We didn't, didn't know even where know, it was. Well, I had no I th- idea. I thought it was fictional. Well, actually, we think we think Anne, she sort of like dodged around thing. Oh, it's Norfolk, isn't Ips- it? What business have you got in Ipswich? Yeah. Ipswich. You have a look. Have a look where it is. Have a look. Um, yeah, we went there to do Marioki for Games Anglia. Uh, on Saturday night. Oh no, that's not where I thought it was yeah. at all. I know, right? Uh, what it's only it? an hour and a quarter away. Yeah, from Li- uh, and the, and the station that you need to travel from. Don't worry, I asked earlier. Is Li- <laughs> Liverpool Street? Um, uh, Got a hospital. Did you get to go to Games Anglia? <laughs> did you get to see it? It'd be weird if they didn't have a hospital. Would it? Well, be like Ipswich, the place where. We're all, we don't need one. Did I get to see Games Anglia? Uh, I got to see a bit of it. Uh, I got to see the exhibition with loads and loads of student games and uh, small indie games. And yeah, there was some great stuff there. I really enjoyed I tell you what I saw. Uh, this is going to be boring to you. Okay. And boring to you. But maybe there'll be someone out there who cares. I saw a cricket game. VR cricket game. Oh, uh, I saw one of those on Steam recently. Well, there's quite a lot of them. Are there? Because... Like, uh, just like I thought of you. Yeah, just like I did. Um, you know, when I first got my Vive, I was like, this is perfect for a cricket game. It's, you know, cricket is one of the few sports where essentially you stay in a, a small box and uh, you don't have to have much movement beyond that. Uh, and it's about swinging back and a trackable ball. And that's quite exciting. So I made a cricket game, never finished it, but made it so it worked. I was really proud of myself, but also then realised the Venn diagram of people who care enough about cricket and... Uh, and who have a Vive is me okay. and the four other developers of Cricket VR games, one assumes. Plus, um, there was, uh, plus I realised also, uh, well, remembered that it takes about twice as long to finish a game yeah. as it does to get to yeah. the prototyping section. So I, I did that, it's good. But then I found this guy and he's, you know, he's, 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 you know, he's a couple on Steam. But um, so I saw this one at the, at the expo and I went over to say hello and I said, look, I made this game as well and he was, he was, you know, it was quite like, uh, quite excited to show me. His game was better Ooh. because, and I've never seen this before. Uh, his game didn't just use. Actually, I think his game was Oculus uh, based, but these days Oculus and Vive are pretty pretty similar. Um, he had, as well as uh, tracking for the hands, like you pick up a bat and stuff. He had a connect, and the connect was looking at your legs. Right. So he could have a full model of you tracking all of your limbs inside wicket. the game. And you can do leg before wicket. Well done, Knew it. She couldn't do in my game. In no. fact, worse, my game was the one that taught me uh, <laughs> taught me very, very badly to play cricket in real life. Because I'm quite good, but then I kept hitting my own knees because I don't have knees in VR. What's the Venn diagram of VR cricket fans who also have a connector? Not zero. Right, no, like, exactly. Because you had to borrow it. Well, he, he was he was talking I I've he was talking to me about how he's he's going to make this network and I was like I don't want to say but I was thinking who are you going to find to set up this and play it with because I really want to I'm super super excited so it's me but I'll have to acquire a connect from somewhere. <laughs> do do you guys have a connect? No, you can't buy them anymore, no. can you? Mm. Can't you? I don't think so. They're not sold with anything, I don't believe. Are they just wandering around on their own? <laughs> they are, yeah, looking for some legs. <laughs> um, yeah, and I saw a few other games, sort of game based on a calculator, uh, punching in calculator numbers. I thought that was quite Shell cute. oil. Yes. No, the other one. <laughs> the other one, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, uh, I saw a few games that I've seen before as well. It's always impressive when you see these exhibitions of very, very small teams, just how polished and beautiful so many small uh, indie teams make their games. And, uh, you know, really, really excited to play them. They're all interesting. And you also slightly fear for them in a little way because there's so, so, so many games yeah. out there. At the moment, um, but Do you yeah, everyone should just stop for a second. Just take a pause. Think about just what they've done. Just let everyone catch up, and then start again. again. Yeah, I don't think there's any way of putting this genie back in the bottle, and I think that's for the best because you know we, I, I do want video games to be a creative place with no barriers, 
uh, but it has to be a place where we stop thinking we're going to get rich or even make any money from it. It's funny still to see people who are have been in a, like have been empowered by the fact that uh, it's never been easier to make games. Complaining about the number of games that are being made. Mm. Mm. As if it's someone else's fault. No, it's. Uh, I think it's fantastic. It's really, really exciting every I time agree. I go on. Uh, you know, I go on Steam or even on the Switch Store now and scroll through and find things that I've not heard of at all. And you can explore these things and make discoveries yourself in a way that you can become the champion uh, for something small. But it is always slightly depressing when you see something super beautiful on Steam and it's got one review. Yeah. Um, and it happens more and more. It's going to keep happening. Um, but that wasn't why we were in uh, in. Anglia, East Anglia. Yeah, <clears throat> it was because we went there to see, uh, to do Marioki. Uh, you two went there. No, nope. uh, Ed, Ed Jefferson, friend of the show, and our tech guy, one of our tech team, uh, went over there to do uh, Marioki for Game Anglia, and it was brilliant. It was really, really good. Very, very loud audience. Uh, really, really good singers, and a very, very curious set list as well. Some songs, some songs that. Uh, We've never done before. In fact, I'm good. We've got um, uh, Tova Lowe, Tova Lowe's mm. Cool Girl in there. Do you know what that's written about? No. See, normally we don't spoil mariachi songs, but I'm happy spoiling this because it's never, ever done. It's an obscure, well, not obscure, but, uh, you know, it's a, a Swedish pop song. And even when we go to Sweden, we never get it done. And here, someone selected it. Uh, it's about Zool. Oh wow! I'm a Zool girl. I'm a, I'm a Zool girl. Do you right. know Zool is? Um, no, no. It's a <laughs> game made by Gremlin Graphics. Yes, reference reference Gremlin Graphics okay. in the lyrics. Good. Um, yeah, she no idea. She was 18 years old. Right. Had no idea. Has it got a Chopper Chops reference? Yes, Good. absolutely. Good. Uh, but Rami loved it. Right. Like couldn't believe it. He, like he, he loves Zool. He loves loves Zool. <laughs> So yeah, it was good to see a lot of uh, lot of strange songs sung. Lovely, lovely, lovely audience. And uh, maybe we'll get to go back. Fingers to, crossed. Maybe we can all maybe, go to the maybe, seaside. Maybe we'll do Norwich. Get a little rivalry going. Uh, shall we do the review section? Yes. All right. I've never seen you do that before. That's pretty good, wasn't it? He just flips the paper up with his finger. <laughs> uh, that was, that uh, was almost cool. Thanks. I'll do it again. <laughs> it won't work next time. <laughs> What game have you been playing, Anne? Or games? Oh, wait, what have I been playing? Oh, uh, yeah, that section of the show. Simon, yeah. do you want oh, no, to go no, 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 I've got it, I've got it. Oh, okay. I've been playing Hidden Folks. Have Folk. you? Folks, it says. Is it Folks? Yeah, it's got an it's S on it. It's a sequel. It's got an S on it. Okay. It's got an S on it. Steve and I disagree. I apologise for correcting you. Steve and I disagree about this game. Oh, do you? Mm. What's your view? Well, <laughs> Steve played it on uh, PC. Hidden I folks, played it on mobile. Right. We had a different experience. So I played it on mobile. Okay, well, I'd be interested to hear how you got on with it. Uh, it's quite fun, isn't it? Talk to Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think I'm surprised by that opinion. So you didn't like it on mobile? Well, talk about what it is now, and I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you okay, why. Okay, Hidden Folks is basically like Where's Wally, but you have to scroll around a bit. The people move sometimes, and you have clues as to where you can find people on these maps. Now, the maps are in uh, black and white. They're line drawings, um, and they're quite fast sometimes. Um, and sometimes there are teeny tiny things, and you can, like, dig holes, and sometimes things are stuck in holes, or there you have to open something up to find something that's hidden behind it. Uh, but the clues tend to help guide you largely in the right direction but sometimes you're just scrolling around looking at lots and lots of cactuses cacti but they're good cacti aren't they They are really good there's a, so much personality in everything uh and yeah it's just it feels for something that looks on first glance very simple it's actually a very uh very detailed and rich world that you are scrolling around yeah i've really really enjoyed it it's so i just really like the simplicity of it and just like oh i'm having a look oh i think i remember that one from my sec yeah that's the person that i've got and then sometimes actually going out and trying to unlock the clues to find specific people or things uh, and get to have like a little route, route around and stuff i would give it seven out of ten I don't know what you guys would think. Seven for me. I mean, it was a seven for me. It was it was a reluctant seven. Um, I found, so I can imagine it being a lot more fun on PC when the display uh, is significantly uh, wider. And I, I found it a bit of a chore, sort of poking around on the mobile, and that you, mm. that you can't see the whole um, image in in sort of one can go. Can you see the whole? 
scroll image on PC? Or do you also have to scroll around? You're also scrolling. Yeah, so it's not Well, I got different. the impression that it was more uh, of a hassle on mobile. Um, uh, it's five ninety nine on PC, Hidden Folk. Mm-hmm. How much did you pay for it on uh, iOS? I think it... Uh... I don't remember. I don't think it wasn't like a 99p one. I feel like 399 something like that. It's just come out on Switch. And? People talk about Switch tax, don't they? How much do you think Hidden Folks is on Switch? 1499. 1199. It's 12.99. Oh, I was going to go that. 12.99. Oh, 12.99. Switch tax. I think it's worth that though. I really do. I think it's I mean, what's something worth? It's worth what you get out of it. But I certainly had, you know, 15 quid's worth of fun out of that and love showing it to people as well. I can absolutely see its appeal by the way. Maybe I was just in a bad mood that day. I also think you know what it Probably. is? I think it's a really good um, collaborative game. It's a really nice game to play. Not so much on a mobile, but on a you know on a tablet mm. or a big screen to play it with people and like all be looking at it and trying to find the uh, find the people. Cool, Simon. Uh, I've been playing Moonlighter on Nintendo Switch. Huh. Uh, Moonlighter is a uh, half dungeon crawler, half shopkeeping sim. I've heard of this. Uh, so the idea is you play the character, main character. Um, who runs the Moonlighter shop and by day you can choose to or sorry but by, by, by night you venture into one of five randomly generated dungeons that get progressively harder um, the stuff you find in there by killing creatures or finding treasures etc 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 put in your backpack don't you mm. uh, if you get killed in the dungeon uh, you lose you get killed in real life <laughs> you lose the vast majority of the stuff that you've got in your backpack mm. the stuff that you the, there are ways of getting out without beating the dungeon entirely get out you then unload your backpack when you get back in your shop and you sell it the next day to little uh, to the little villagers who come in and they'll sort of pump around and they'll either be um, really angry with the price that you've set uh, or they'll be mm, or they'll be happy and then they'll buy it and then you get uh, money with which you can do stuff upgrade bits and bobs uh, it's very very cute it's very interesting idea so the dungeon calling is um, as you'd expect uh, sort of Binding of Isaac old school Zelda Enter the Gungeon uh, a bit a bit slower paced actually than than, than those shopkeeping's very very cute um, I haven't got out of the first dungeon yet uh, but perfect on the Switch and it's um, you can just dip in and out it's it's not it's not too hard if it's quite forgiving in some of the way that it handles your death uh it looks lovely sounds beautiful uh it's a fabulous idea um breaking up that sort of hardcore dungeon raiding with uh, a bit of retail therapy very enjoyable seven out of ten fantastic uh i played a couple of things both music related wonder song have i talked about wonder song no, I, uh, what is it is it good I, I, it looks very good right so wonder- i want it to be good yeah wonder song is a a side-scrolling adventure where you use singing to solve very, very simple puzzles. I guess you call it a platform adventure. Did you play maybe. it on Switch? I didn't. I played it on Steam yeah. and I want to play it on Switch okay. because it feels like a perfect fit for that kind yeah. of thing. Um, I, I really, really like the mechanic, which is super, super simple, uh, which is you've got kind of radial ability to just push out in one direction with the analog stick and sing that note which is also corresponding to a color and it's just really really playful the dialogue is really really nice the uh world is just so friendly and pleasant um it's full of bright colors uh the puzzles are not the hardest in the world and in a way the game system i don't think there's a single moment where the game has made me go oh that's incredibly clever uh, it's kind of just ambiently pleasant, uh, at least throughout the first couple of hours, which is all I've played. But I will continue playing it because it's, you know, full of good feelings, um, for me at least. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Hugh. Yes, I thought that. Mm, the similar sort of like just a pleasant world yeah. to be in uh, and nice, simple puzzles to solve. I hope it's not too long. That's, and I don't think it will be. Uh, I feel like that. Um, it's one of those games I, I haven't I haven't seen how well it's done, but it's exactly one of those games that I would fear might get lost. But you've heard of it, so yeah, I saw it uh, about a year and a half ago. Okay, at, at GDC. Oh, fantastic! Mm, really liked it. Great. Um, the other game I played is, as far as I can tell, a game that's been lost on Steam, but I absolutely love. I think it's great. It's called Resynth, and it is a combination of. Are we all right for time? Yeah, we're just about all right. It's a combination of all of the songs that I love, 
all of the songs that I love, the games that I love, block pushing games, soccer band style games with uh, music synth type games. Uh, so it's a bit like if Chime was a block pus- pushing puzzler. Uh, so it's obviously entirely made for me and I love it. Seven out of ten. Good. 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 Well done, everyone. Well done. We got through it, didn't we? Did do that. Did. I thought it was quite fun today. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. You oh, were thank you guys. really intensely at me and I was like, I, was I, did li- I definitely else. did listen no, to everything. You always, you always listen unless you're not here, in which case yeah. you never listen. No, it hurts too much. Um, yeah, thanks uh, to everyone who's listened and we will be back next week in exactly one week's time. Please write to us, team at one life left.com. Till then, Bye-bye. goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> 